Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now, with over a half a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey there, my friend. So glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I got a brand new friend, Chris Kelso, who's written a fabulous new book called Overcoming the Imposter. And listen, if you've been an artist or an entrepreneur for very long, you have met our friend called the imposter syndrome, which is basically that voice inside you that says, you're no good. You're never going to be enough. What are you thinking about? You're not able to have breakthrough in your life. Yeah, it's the enemy. It's our ego. It's all that thrown into one that is there to destroy us and confuse us. But hey, there's a way that you can overcome that imposter syndrome. We're going to be talking about some real practical ways for you to do that today uh, with Chris here on the podcast. So you're going to love it. You can click the link uh, to grab his book here in the show notes. So make sure you do that. And that was going to be a big, big blessing to you. Now, hey, before we get into that, I want to give a big shout out to my podcast listeners that are leaving me reviews all over the place. And this one is actually from Corey Beth 88. And uh, the title of this five-star reviews is uh, Breakthrough. She says, I was introduced to Matt through a free masterclass and signed up for his emails. Through just the masterclass, I experienced a major breakthrough, breaking through fear that I'm not good enough, anxiety of trying to make something happen, and the truth that God will provide if I diligently and faithfully do what he's called me to do. Now, as a faithful podcast listener, I'm reminded of these things regularly and encouraged to stay faithful. Well, Corey Beth, that encourages me. So <laughs> thank you. And I know it encourages everybody else to just know that the podcast is a great resource for you as you're growing in everything that God's called you to do. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review. And listen, for all of you that are out there, if you've not left a review, please take a moment uh, to do that. Also, whatever your app you're listening on, on your on your smartphone, more than likely, take a screenshot of that. All you got to do is click those little side buttons on the side of your phone. Click, and it uh, will save a picture of uh, your favorite episode. You can post that to Instagram. Tag us at The Thriving Christian Artist, and uh, we would love to know what your favorite episode is of the podcast. All right? Well, my friend, I'm going to get out of the way. You're going to love this interview with my friend Chris Kelso. And like I said, remember, uh, click the link in the show notes to grab a copy of his new book, Overcoming the Imposter. All right, bye. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Chris Kelso, who's got a great book, Overcoming the Imposter. And if you are an artist like I am, you've met our friend, the Imposter Syndrome. And so, Chris, you're coming at a great time today to help us walk through this. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. I'm so glad to be here, man. I'm excited about the conversation. Absolutely. And I've realized now that you're just right down I-40 from me from Asheville yes. to Nashville. So it's like, we should be friends. Right. More, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We could j- <laughs> jump in a car and meet for lunch easily. Exactly. Exactly. So for those who are just getting to know you and uh, and what you're all about, kind of tell us who you are, what you do and, and where you're from and all that. Sure. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I have been for about 14 years. Um, and, uh, before that was in, um, was a technologist. I was a software developer 20 some odd years ago, a lot of that in the healthcare industry. Um, but I started my first company, uh, in 2007, um, later co-founded a second company with, uh, with another technician. And, uh, it was a 
platform for the healthcare industry, uh, technology platform. So I've been around technology, but I've been around entrepreneurship a lot over the last uh, decade and a half. And um, I've also worked with a lot of startups and early stage companies. I'm a, a mentor and a teacher at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, uh, and I've advised investors uh, and, and also worked with a lot of closely held small businesses, family businesses, uh, things like that as an advisor or as an executive coach. And really, for the last three or four years, that's been my primary work is not running a business myself, but working with other business owners as a coach and doing leadership development and some strategic planning with them. That's awesome. So you get to see the full gamut, kind of like me, you get to see under the hood of all these businesses and the dreams and, and all that. That's a lot yes, of fun. Huh? Yes. And I love the I love the variety of working with a lot of different kinds of businesses for that very reason. I get to see so much uh, across different industries and different business types and sizes and, uh, you know, how different uh, things going on in the world, economic uh, conditions and policies and things like that affect businesses across a wide range of industries. And so I get a really well-rounded view and I get to learn a lot, which I personally just love to learn. So it's so much fun to, to, to be able to learn so much about so many companies. Absolutely. You know, as I look back at my own journey and the journey of so many of the creatives that I'm privileged to walk with in our mentoring program or in uh, the podcast or whatever, you realize real quickly that just because you have a dream and just because maybe God put something on your heart to do in the marketplace doesn't mean that there's not going to be any resistance to that. And most of the time that resistance uh, is, is in our own mindset. I, you absolutely. found that out for yourself. And what was your story with, I guess, beginning to identify this whole idea of, of the imposter syndrome and how that manifested in your life and in others? Yeah, well, I, I, I guess I would say I recognized it a lot earlier than I knew what it was because I mm. didn't learn about imposter syndrome as a thing until just a few years ago. Uh, but when I did and started to study the, you know, the psychological mind game that goes on in people's heads, I, I was able to look back at my career and say, oh, yes, I have, <laughs> I have seen that, was, that right? over and over and over. And so, you know, it started with, um, as I mentioned, I started my first business in 2007 and um, I, I, I don't have any business training or didn't have any business training at the time. In fact, I'd never even went to college, so I didn't have a degree. Mm. I didn't have any formal education, uh, but I knew that God had called me to, to step out and take a risk and start my own business. And, um, and I had a lot of success in the first few years. I mean, just, I was really blessed but throughout that period, even as things were going really, really well, I had this just persistent feeling in the back of my mind that at some point, everybody around me is going to figure out that I am just making this up as I go. <laughs> and I really don't know what I'm doing. And, and so they're going to come in you know, as one day, right? Be like, we yes. found out you're not the real deal. Right. You know, men in black suits are going to walk in and say, exactly. oh, sir, you need to come with us. Um, I'm afraid you're <laughs> not allowed to be here. And, uh, and so, yeah, I would, I would struggle with just this persistent fear and insecurity that, man, so, at some point, one of my mistakes, because I made plenty of mistakes along the way, uh, one of those mistakes is going to be the one that just blows it all up and, and I'm going to be exposed as a fraud and people are going to go, oh, wait, you're not really an entrepreneur. You're just some <laughs> dude who managed to, to get by for a few years. Um, and, and then even as, you know, as my business grew and as I, I had staff and teams and big clients and working with Fortune 50 companies and um, crossed a million dollars in annual revenue and things like that, I still, no matter what milestone I achieved, there would be something else 
that I would feel like, well, I'm not a legitimate business until I get there. Mm. And it was just, uh, it was just the imposter, you know, preying on my mind and, and, and it's insecurity. And it's really, it's just a mind game that goes on in your head. And so when I learned about imposter syndrome, uh, as a, as a thing that psychologists study, I really began to dig into it and, and wanted to understand, you know, not only where it comes from and why it happens, but how you can combat it, how you can fend it off, how you can recognize, uh, you know, recognize it when it's happening and use it to your advantage rather than let it work against you. And so um, that's where the, the genesis of the book came from, was really starting to build those tactics and starting to coach and talk to other entrepreneurs about how you uh, recognize and identify imposter syndrome and then how you get past it and at some point even leverage it as a good thing in your life. Yeah. So one of the things I think that's interesting about imposter syndrome and just that the whole concept, you know, depending on your worldview and and where you come from, uh, you know, what you think about how things impact you in your life. Some people will either think of this as a completely um, psychological, biological sort of thing that, that happens. Other people will think of this as a completely 100% spiritual thing that's happening. The devil's just out to get me, you know? And so, yeah, so yeah. somewhere in the middle is this, is this incredible truth that, that you're trying to parse out. So talk to us about the, I guess, the origins of, of what you found, uh, where imposter syndrome kind of comes from. And then yeah, I want to yeah. definitely talk about some of the keys that you found to, to really uh, combat that. Sure. And as a Christian, I tend to believe that, uh, you know, first of all, science and faith are not diabolically opposed to one another, (laughs) that, you know, God made this world and the way things happen are part of his design. And there are, of course, flaws and, and, and uh, things that he didn't intend to happen because of the curse of sin. And, and so things don't always happen the way he planned them to. But I don't think that things like psychology and medicine and things like that are are antithetical to uh, religious faith or belief right. uh, in, in God's sovereignty. So it is both a psychological and a spiritual battle because, you know, on one hand, it's a mind game that can go on in anyone's head without really requiring any outside uh, stimulus. It's just, it's just doubt. It's just fear. It's just insecurity. On the other hand, the the enemy will use that, will leverage that and really play that up in your mind and build that up and try to um, capitalize on those fears and leverage those insecurities uh, to drive even more fear. So it, it's both a psychological and a spiritual battle and you have to fight it on both fronts. Absolutely. Yeah, we talk a lot on the podcast about renewing your mind because that's, I mean, if you look in God's word, the, the way we see transformation happening in our life is through the renewing of our mind. We think differently. We experience life differently from a kingdom perspective. I know for me, I developed this little moniker of, you know, recognize, replace, reinforce, you know, recognize the lie, replace yeah. it with the truth, reinforce that over and over and over again as it comes. And that helps a lot of people. But you also talk about this concept of community and vulnerability. And I think at the bottom of that, maybe don't just keep this journey to yourself, but get it out in the light and, and have other yeah. people. So what's that about as people are trying to overcome this? 
So one of the biggest discoveries that I made or, or revelations that I had as I studied imposter syndrome is that the, the underlying fear of imposter syndrome is that you are going to be exposed, that yeah. people are going to figure out who and what you really are, and that that's going to be deemed inadequate. And so then, you know, everything's going to come crumbling down around you. And so the 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 fear is of vulnerability, of being open, of, of being real with people. Um, the the ironic thing that I discovered is that the antidote to imposter syndrome is vulnerability. Yeah. That the thing you need that will help you get past it is to open up and be real. And, you know, just, just as one example, when, um, when someone pays you a compliment and you struggle with imposter syndrome, the, the, the voice in your head, the imposter will tell you, Oh, they don't really know who you are. They have this inflated view of you. They only see the, the outside of your accomplishments and they don't know your real story and the struggles you've had, et cetera. And so that voice will downplay the compliment as not valid. Right. On the other hand, if you've been really open with someone and vulnerable and you've shared ju not just your wins, but your wins and your losses, your successes and your failures and your fears and worries, you've showed, shared all of that. And then they pay you a compliment. They respect you. They admire you. That admiration, that respect feels very genuine and you can genuinely accept it because you've, you've essentially taken away the ammunition of the imposter, of the voice in your head, the inner critic to, to downplay or shoot down those compliments as invalid. Um, so vulnerability and really opening up is what diffuses this fear of being vulnerable and opening up. So, so one of the points I make in the book is the thing you fear is the very thing you need. Right. Uh, it is the medicine uh, that will cure the ill that that you're struggling with. And and once you realize that, then you start to be proactive about opening up and being vulnerable and you see things start to change very dramatically. That's so true. I just I would echo that. I know in my own life, as I walked through addiction early on in my, in my life and a healing journey, um, I think getting real about that with other men in my life and being able to yeah. be in uh, group situations and worship situations where we could all look at each other in the eye and say, listen, I know all your junk. I know everything mm -hmm. that's slimy about mm -hmm. you. And yet at the same time, I'm not backing up from you. I love you. And I accept you as a brother in Christ. And we're going to walk this thing out. That builds such huge confidence. And I see that with the artists who are a part of our mentoring program community and all of that. It's like, for the first time, people find their tribe and they find out, yeah. wow, I'm not yeah. alone. You know, I'm not the, I thought yeah. I was the weird artist and maybe I am, but I'm, I'm not the only weird artist that's out there. Yes. There are others like me and that builds confidence. And so that's important in it. Sure. For particularly for artists and independents, people that are sort of entrepreneurs by default because they're self-employed, but they yeah. don't necessarily think of themselves as a business person. They're a, they're a craftsman or a, or an artist. Um, they can be very, very isolated. And, and I love that you use the term tribe. Sometimes that, that term is used in more of a marketing sense to talk about your fan base, right? Yeah, like sure. you're building your tribe of people that support you. That's not the tribe that you need to go to for, you know, to help you with imposter syndrome. You need the tribe you're describing, which is that inner circle, those people yeah. you trust, that peer group of advisors, um, that you can really be open and honest with because they're on the journey with you, not standing outside admiring you or, 
or uh, you know just participating as a as a fan. Yeah. But they're they're on the journey with you, and they can uh, they can be real and honest with you, and you can be real and honest with them, and that is so so critical uh, for any any entrepreneur and really for anybody in life, we need to have that community of people that we trust uh, because iron sharpens iron, right? That's how we learn and how we grow. And you know, an interesting thing I found in my own journey is that as you grow in emotional and spiritual health and you gain vision and confidence for who God's called you to be and your business begins to grow and that sort of thing, your community will grow and change and evolve as well because the people that you walked with maybe five years ago are not going to be the same people necessarily that you're walking with in this next season. And I think for me, I'm really intentional about surrounding myself with people who are healthy, who are forward looking, who are faith filled, who are, you know, walking in a, a deeper revelation and authority than I am in business and spirituality and whatever it is, because who, you know, I don't know who said it. We all know this, you know, you're the, the product of the five people that you spend the most time around. Yes. Whoever said that, I, I completely agree with that because we're, we're sponges, right? We, we radiate and we also, also sponge talk about this concept, I guess that, you know, we think a lot of times, gosh, my business is going great. I've been in this thing five, 10 years. I'm growing. And you think somehow, Hey, the imposter syndrome is not going to bother me anymore. You know, that mm, but, yeah. you know, sometimes we say new level, new devil, right? There is as, yeah, yeah. as we continue to grow, there's a new lie. There's a new group of, of things. How does that change for people as they continue to grow and mature? Well, I think there, there, as you, um, as you grow and as you go through life and you have successes in certain areas, there definitely will come, a point in certain areas of your life where the imposter is not going to bother you anymore. You've got confidence, you know, and believe that, uh, that, that, that you know what you're doing. And um, there's no, really no room for that doubt to creep in, in certain areas. Mm-hmm. The challenge is if you're the type of person who likes to continue to grow and develop as a person, then you're always going to be doing something new. And those new areas, that new learning, that new growth uh, are the areas where imposter syndrome can creep up again. And you can start to fight that battle all over again. You may have won it in one area, but you still have to fight it in another area because of uh, the fact that you're doing something new. Uh, and I, I talk about in the book in the last chapter that, you know, even after years of I've, I've studied this and I've spoken about it on, on stages at conferences and I've, you know, coached. Uh, hundreds of entrepreneurs. And uh, I've really worked through and have a deep understanding of imposter syndrome. And yet it can still creep up on me when I do something like write my first book. (laughs) This is my first book. And as a writer, I still felt like, man, am I really qualified? You know, it's ironic. I had imposter syndrome about writing a book about imposter syndrome. syndrome, (laughs) And, And part of that was because I felt like, well, maybe I'm not qualified if I still have imposter syndrome because I haven't beaten it. So I can't write a book about it. And, but, you know, I came to that realization that um, you you never fully defeat it and just make it go away forever. It's more of uh, something that you learn how to identify and counteract and get past and get over more quickly and easily in every area of your life. But anytime you're trying to do something new, there's a chance it's going to creep back up on you and you're going to start to feel like you're in over your head. And sometimes you are but that's okay. Right. Being in over your head is not necessarily always a bad thing. So, you know, you have to recognize that and just manage it rather than uh, assume that you're going to 
eliminate it from your life forever. Yeah. Well, I think it's just, you know, we, we remember that admonition from Paul, you know, we got to take every thought captive and that's not a, that's not a thing that happens one time. You know, we, we think, well, I dealt with that last year. Well, yeah, you get to deal with it today again. You get to deal with it again. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And the enemy will come at you from a different angle. Oh, you beat me over here. Well, let's try on this side and see how you're doing there. Yeah. And so it's, it's an ongoing uh, effort. The, the good news is it gets easier to recognize and combat uh, as you learn about it. Uh, just understanding learning about it is half the battle. Yeah. Uh, and then you develop some habits and tactics and techniques that, that help you to fight that off when it happens and recognize it more quickly. Yeah. Well, I know you've got a bunch of techniques and, uh, and habits that you talk about in the book. I know folks are going to be like, where do I get this book at? So Chris, where can folks find the book, find out more about all that yeah. you're doing and connect with you? Absolutely. The book, the easiest way to find the book is overcoming the imposter.com. Um, just all one word, overcoming the imposter is the name of the book. Uh, it's available anywhere that books are sold, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, local bookstores even have it. Um, and, uh, and my website is chriskelso.com. That's Chris with a K. Uh, and you can learn a little bit more about me, but the, the easiest way to find the book is overcomingtheimposter.com. Awesome. Well, Chris, it's a joy to get to know you more, to share your story and all the good work that you're doing with our audience. Thanks again for being on the podcast today. Absolutely, Matt. I've enjoyed this and I appreciate it so much. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.